0: I'm Tom Coughlin, and I choose to be there for the Tom Coughlin J Fund because we're here for the kids. We want to be there for families who have a child with cancer, and we want to do the very best we can to take the stress away from the parents so that they can spend their time trying to help their young child get better. Call 904-207-7070 now.
1: Look, the Sabretooth Tiger is live and well, and I'm trying to tell you right now, they pissed off the wrong quarterback. T-Lo been to show the new rookie that his time is not yet. Trevor drops, looks, looks, fires back in the end zone, caught for the touchdown! Touchdown in the back of the end zone to Calvin Ridley and Jacksonville has taken the lead! How good is that?
0: Under center is Trevor.
1: Quarterback sneaky extended the ball into the end zone, touchdown! A one-yard touchdown run by Trevor Lawrence, and Jacksonville extends the lead at NRG Stadium.
2: Johnson puts it down,
1: there's the kick. The 58-yard field goal is... It hits the crossbar, it is no good! It hit the crossbar and came back! The field goal is no good! And the Jags take over. It'll take a knee one time. Must win, baby. Came down to H Town. Handle business. You, you battle for 60 minutes. We talk about this all week. And it, and it seems like it comes down to this. You know, and listen, that's a good football team, man. That's a really good football team. Okay, you come on the road, you take care of business. We said last night in a team meeting, this is a blue-collar team. You just come to work, man. And it doesn't matter. Right when the plays come, you make them, and and, and look, it, it's what I what I hear. It's it's, it's gritty, not pretty.
3: It doesn't have. Hey. Get back on this plane. Let's get ready to go. Ready?
0: One, two, three. Ten Ten XL ninety two point five FM presents. Jaguars today with your hosts Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and
1: Oh My Pocket
0: Dylan Denmark. All
3: right, everybody. Good morning. Welcome into this very special edition of Jaguars today. As Ten Ten XL holds our sixteenth annual J Fund Radiothon, raising money for a great cause here on the first coast. Good morning, Tony. How are you? Doing well. Yeah, it's always a danger. You and I don't coordinate. Did we wear the
4: same outfit? <laughs>
3: Close. But no cigar. <laughs> Close.
4: We're we're repping the same team today. Hey, we're sure. repping the J yeah.
3: fun team today, and uh, we hope you will as well. Uh, pockets. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I would suggest whatever people are planning on donating, they multiply times three in honor of each of my birdies yesterday. There when we I go. Went with pockets. So uh, yes, it was a good day out on the course. It's going to be a good day for the first coast today, as we're going to raise a bunch of money and uh, highlight the great work that the J Fund does here in Jacksonville. And that's the beauty of it. Every dollar you donate, every dollar you pledge today will stay right here in Jacksonville to help families Mm -hmm. that are affected by a diagnosis of childhood cancer. Tony, it's about the most unimaginable, worst thing you could think of as a parent, but it's going to happen to an average annual of about 100 kids on the first coast to get that diagnosis every year. So we are asking you to dig deep and make at least if you can, a $100 donation. Look, we'll take five, we'll take 10, we'll take 50, we'll take whatever, but yeah. if you can round it up to 100 and or go a little bit beyond, that is fantastic, and uh, we've had a lot of those donations already coming in today.
4: Yes, we have, and look, we are honored to be a part of the Radiothon every year, right? It's It's an incredible thing that this community does for the children in their community and families that are dealing with childhood cancer. It's You can't prepare yourself for that, right? When it comes, it's just a tidal wave, right? And the things that you may not think about, you know, having to pay the bills, get the car fixed, all these things. And at a time where, look, we all know we're all having to squeeze right now. Yeah. None of this is easy for anybody. And you add to that the diagnosis of a child in the household having to deal with cancer and you having to figure out how all of that works, the J fund steps in and This community every year gets the opportunity on this day to step in with the J fund and support these families and these kids as they're going through a devastating diagnosis and they step up big every year. I don't expect it to be any different this year. We expect it to be bigger than it's ever been before uh, from this community. It was the biggest year we've ever had last year. And that's when all of this, the financial stuff was starting, right? For everyone coming out of COVID, all these things that we were dealing with, well, we're a year removed from that. I don't know if your situation is any better, right, (laughs) having to deal with all those things, but I expect this community to step up in a big way again. They already have this morning. They'll continue through the next two hours, I have no doubt. It's amazing to look back. Uh, We did the first J-Fund Radiothon, I guess, in
3: 2008, and we raised $18,713.86. And You know what that was? It was unbelievably (laughs) awesome. (laughs) It was. Right? It was awesome. Like, oh, my gosh one day we raised 18 grand people just decided that they're going to give us $18,000 yeah pass through our hands right to the J Fund does not even pass through our hands you'll call you'll donate you'll hear from J Fund volunteers answering the phone today so don't call 641-1010 on the All-Pro roofing phone lines today call 904-207-7070 or you can text the word GOL, goal g o a l to 243 243- Seven two five. We will repeat those yeah. frequently.
4: Yeah, the only reason to call the station in here right now is to figure out what the number was. Yes, what, what was that get get devs number Devs just gave me that I'm not yeah. used
3: to? It's not in my speed dial, and that's fine. Yeah. And Dylan will be happy to, to deal with you, but we're not going to – you know, the focus is on the J-Fund today. We'll talk a little bit of Jags. Tommy mm-hmm. Mack's going to stop by. Now, obviously, he was a teammate of Jay McGillis at Boston College, so he's got a very particularly unique perspective – on all the proceedings with the J fund in the years since uh, that time. And uh, John Osher will stop by. He too, a a veteran of these J fund radio thons over the years with us. So we raised nearly 19,000 in 2008. We didn't do any, you did it right. The, the Mm -hmm. listening audience, you're the ones who did it. You're the ones who gave all this money and you should be proud of yourself. The next year, it bumped up to $40,000. Like, holy cow. Well, then it came down. Right. And and it took a while. It took a few years to get back up to that level. Went twenty one thousand, thirty-two thousand, fifty-four thousand. Oh, we, we crossed fifty thousand. It was a big milestone mm-hmm. that year. Never went back. Uh fifty six the next year. Then in two thousand fourteen, nearly seventy three thousand dollars. Next year ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> the year after that, a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars right on the nose. At, at least There's not much, there's no change listed here. (laughs) So I'm going (laughs) to guess that's what we got. Uh, 115 in 2017 went up to 136, then 156, 151, 157. $243,000 raised in 2021. And then last year, just a a few nickels shy of a quarter of a million dollars. Our stated goal this year is $200,000. You always blow us out of the water uh, every single time. And I don't doubt that'll be the case. This time around, you're going to hear some, um, at times, just gut-wrenching stories probably Mm -hmm. and just think there before the grace of God go, I could be me. It may be you one day, and you may turn to the J Fund, and you know what? Whether you donate today or not, they're going to be there for you in your time of need because that's what they do, Uh, and we've had folks come in and tell us their stories, Tony, where they get sought out. By the J fund, right? Like someone from the J fund contacts them. Hey, are you aware of all the things we understand? Yeah. You just got this terrible diagnosis and, uh, we want to help you out. And they step in and they fill in the gaps. Like you said, man, you know, you, know, you want to spend every waking moment with your sick child. And, uh, that might mean time off of work might mean other things fall by the wayside and they can help you fill in the gaps on a lot of stuff, financially, emotionally. Uh, it's just a phenomenal organization, uh, again, today, call 904-207-7070, and we ask you to give $100 or more, or you can text the word GOAL uh, to 243-725. And again, we've had big donations. Uh, I've got one in my hand uh, from Josh Scobie right here. Nice. Scobes gave a $1,000. Hey, former Jaguars living in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. That's the bare minimum. Yeah. Okay, that's the bare minimum number for you We got one today. coming up later this hour scoby just threw down yeah. the gauntlet on that is that the one you you've got in front of you or no, is that a different one i'm talking one?
4: about tommy mack oh yeah <laughs> it's a former jaguar that's right. up later this uh, hour tommy
3: mack always donates to the J fund i, I don't does. worry about yeah. tom McManus, and yeah. uh, we appreciate you scobes uh obviously uh, you know great part of this community and giving right back to it and he does it every single year so there's a thousand bucks from josh scoby and uh, you know, not to be outdone what you got in your hand. Over no, there. yeah,
4: I have no pronunciation guides for, <laughs> for names that are coming in. Right. Apologies and, in advance. Right. Today. It could be balance. It could be balance. But whoever it is, George and Susan Balance, I'll say donated 2020, $2, $2,020. So 1010. 10, right. double Times two. Uh, One between breach. those two for friends of the Palms Pantry. And we are appreciative. That's a Big time start for us here this morning. I'm going to throw in the
3: extra uh, 10 bucks for Scoby just to <laughs> make that a nice number we can all remember at uh, 1010 here. So anyway, uh, we hope you will be a part of it today. If you uh, appreciate any aspect of Jaguars today, you know, you, you could uh, listen for David Garrard or Jeff Logman or Tom McManus and Mike DeRocco or, or John Osher or anybody or, or Tony or Pockets or yeah. uh, the, the rem- remnants of E.T., <laughs> who still occasionally pops in and visits us. It may just be because you like Holiday uh, calling in occasionally. <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll fundraise off Holiday's name, absolutely, because it's all going for a good cause today. So whatever the reason, if you get a little enjoyment out of this program, we don't charge a dime for it. It's free no. radio, yeah. local radio. Turn it on. By the way, our great sponsors always step up as well. We're going to have some uh, announcements from them uh, throughout the course of the day. So, uh, you know, just the. Let's all rally today as a Jacksonville First Coast community, as we always do. And uh, let's all look forward to the day when the J-Fund and the J-Fund Radiothon is no longer necessary. I don't know when that day is going to be. I'm not naive to think we're going to wipe out cancer by this time next year. I have a feeling we'll be doing a 17th annual. However, uh, let's work towards that goal. And in the meantime, let's try to make some lives a little bit easier here on the First Coast for the people that uh, who maybe your friends, family, neighbors relatives, people you pass in the grocery store and never give a second thought to. They could be dealing with something a lot worse than you'd like to contemplate. So uh, if they are, they'd love to have your donation to the Tom Coughlin J-Fund today. So again, uh, if you want to give us any feedback today, use the hashtag J-Fund Radiothon. You can tweet at us as always and uh, you can tell us you know, your favorite thing about Tom Coughlin, favorite thing about the Jags. You can tell us anything you like. There's no specific question of the day out there today other than What can you do to support the J fund? Uh, Trust us. We all dig into our individual pockets as well. So we're not asking you to do something we wouldn't be willing to do ourselves. 904-207-7070. Give $100 or more. Give anything you can, really, or text the word GOAL to 243-725. We'll have some special guests coming up in studio joining us next, and we'll keep you posted on the uh, running tally throughout the course of the day as we try to continue to set records, looking to get at least over $200,000 today. Again, all that money stays right here on the First Coast impacting local families. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Dylan Denmark, and many special guests To come today, Johnny Owen, hour number two. Tom McManus later on in this hour. And uh, you're listening to the Tom Coughlin J-Fund Radiothon. Once again, 16th annual. Keep it right here on Jaguars Today on 1010XL and
0: 92.5 FM. I'm Doug Flutie from Boston College Days with Tom Coughlin. And this is the Tom Coughlin J-Fund Radiothon on 1010XL. Call 904-207-7070 now
3: continue along here on Jaguars Today, the 16th annual J-Fund Radiothon. That banging you here, no technical difficulties. We've got a precocious three-year-old in the premises, on the premises, uh, and uh, it's we absolutely love it. So, Kyla, you do your thing. By the way, I just got to point out before we welcome in Kyla's mom here, uh, Duval Doom, you wonderful so-and-so you. Okay, I got a child in the room. I got to be careful what I say here. Doom just tweeted out. When you realize if you donate through work, they'll mash it 100 percent. and Doom donated1200 dollars to the radiothon. So that's 2400 dollars that just came in. courtesy of Duval doom. Uh, that is awesome. If that's not a challenge to all you bold city Brigade people and all you uh, you duval diehards out there, I don't know what is, uh, doom. Blown away, man. That was uh, absolutely a beautiful thing for you to do. So, uh, let's uh, welcome in very special guest here, Amy, who's got that. She's the mom of that wonderful little three-year-old who's running around here. Amy, good morning. How are you?
5: Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Uh,
3: Kyla is full of energy, it seems like, huh?
5: Yes, always.
3: Well, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, first off, uh, Kyla got a, a diagnosis of acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Three words I'm sure you never wanted to hear in sequence in your life. Maybe, probably never imagined uh, you would hear. First off, how is she doing?
5: She's doing great right now. Um, she recently had CAR T cell therapy in June, and she's been amazing.
3: That's good. Uh, tell us. I mean, you know, like you never. This is not what you expect. No, you're, not at all. You know, I'm a, I'm a dad myself. It's 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 unthinkable, right? It's absolutely unthinkable. So. Kind of take us through life's going along and what happens to, to put this on your radar and uh, to tell us how the diagnosis came down for your family.
5: Sure. Um, back in 2021, our whole family came down with COVID and, um, a couple weeks later she started showing signs of like, like pain in her leg. She, she wouldn't walk anymore. Like she was crawling again that was weird. So I took her to her doctor. They said, oh, it's probably just like toxic synovitis happens after a viral infection. OK, goes away, comes back. Same thing. Go to the doctor. They're like, I we're really not sure. Like, OK, that's weird. You know, I we will just keep an eye on it. Well, then it got to the point where I was like, OK, I'm taking her to the emergency room because her leg was starting to swell. And um, they diagnosed her with juvenile idiopathic arthritis. Okay. So she was put on medication for eight months. Everything was fine. All of a sudden she had a low grade fever that would not go away and pain in her legs again. So I take her to the emergency room and thinking that it's just a flare up, you know, her arthritis flare up and everything. And, um, We were there all day. They were like, we need to get more blood work. We need to do some more tests. Okay. Later that evening, they come in and um, told me that my daughter has leukemia. I just blanked. So everything after that was just like, I I couldn't hear anything else. Um, They admitted her, um, and they said it was a Friday. So they're like, you know, we'll start, you know, just monitor and everything over the weekend, but we're going to – have to play support and start chemo on Monday, and um, she, uh, you know, went through all of the rough beginnings of it. And um, ten months into treatment, she relapsed in her spinal fluid, and we um, were told that bone marrow transplant would probably be our only option. Well, she's like three years old. No way. Like I was, I asked her doctor. I said, "Is there anything else we can do?" She said, "Well, there is something. Let me let me reach out um, up to Chop up in Philly, um, but you're gonna have to travel." I said, "Okay, of course. I, mm-hmm. I will do anything for this little girl." Um, so we went up. They collected her cartis, um, her carti cells, and then we came home and waited for I think about a month. And then went back up, and we stayed there for five weeks. Um, they had to do, like, pre-chemo, and then um, then they uh, infused back her, her own CAR T-cells that have been modified. And um, then we just had to kind of stay up there to be monitored just in case she has any kind of crazy reactions. She never had any reactions, so we were kind of able to you know, sightsee a little bit. Um, She felt really good. So we were able to explore Philly, which was really nice over the summer. Um, And at the five-week mark, she had her procedures. They checked everything. They said, okay, everything's good. We'll continue to monitor her monthly at home with um, just like blood work. And she has to have IVIG infusions. And then every three months, we have to fly back to Philly to have the procedures done. Um, and as long as everything continues to go good, which next, or yeah, this December is six month mark at the six month mark. If her procedures come back wonderful, then she gets her port removed in January. Mm -hmm. Um, that's huge deal. (laughs) I like super excited about that. Mm -hmm. Um, a year is even better. Once she makes it to a year, that's really good. So they're looking for no B cell return. Okay. Um, so, with that, she has no B cells. So, like, fighting off any kind of infections or anything take longer. She recently had croup and has had, like, a lingering cough since then. And it's almost been two months. Uh. So, there's things that, like, the CAR T cell, you know, it's it's been amazing. I mean, it's giving her life. She's sure. being a normal toddler running around with <laughs> all this energy, as you can tell. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, we're, we're just super thankful for it and pray that it continues to do its job.
4: When did you hear about the J-Fund and what have they done to help you through what sounds like a terrifically expensive amount of things that you're having to deal with right now, just trying to get her to and from treatment?
5: Um, yeah, right away. Our social worker mentioned them. Um, they have been amazing from the beginning. Uh, all of Everything, the, the help with, um, they've helped with, um, mortgage payments, they've helped with groceries, um, you know, the, the special like dinners that have been delivered, the caregiver dinners, um, those are, those are like some of our favorites. My husband and I get that like evening out (laughs) because we have a 16 year old daughter as well. And, um, we're like, yep, we're going to these, sorry. (laughs) And, and they're always amazing. And. So relaxing. Like, oh, it's just so nice to just step away and, like, have those couple hours of just enjoying the evening. Um, My daughter, my 16-year-old, she's been to some of the um, sibling events, Mm -hmm. which she's a very, like, non-social person. So to get her to go was a hassle at first, but she she enjoyed it so much. She's like, oh, I would do that again.
3: That's nice. Yeah, because we can easily forget the impact on the brothers and sisters. This has, you know, all your focus needs to be on your sick child. And that's totally understandable. But, you know, these kids are growing up and they need the attention from their parents too. And not that you don't want to get, you know what I mean? It's just, it, yeah. there, there's an immediate need that this has to be taken care of. The rest of it will all come in time. So the J fund does fill in a lot of gaps. And you just think about what Amy is telling you here. Like, I got to go to Philadelphia for... Five weeks at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to do it. You're not even going to question. Right. And, you know, your situation may be different. Than somebody else's situation. But the bottom line is it puts a lot of financial hardship on any family to have to go through these treatments to be available to take time off from work. I mean, just tell us why that's so important. You know, people making these donations, the the financial backing, knowing that you've got a group here locally. That's gonna help you fill in the gaps.
5: Oh yeah, it is super. It's super helpful. It's important. it It helps us not have that extra worry and burden of like, oh my gosh, how are we gonna do this? Um, you know, especially like every three months for us, like that's that's a lot, you know. And and just having like the J Fund with all of their help with everything, uh, just amazing. I like we appreciate it so much, and I know so many families that do. It's it's been so helpful.
4: How is your sixteen year old daughter doing you know dealing with all the change obviously that would necessarily happen in the household
5: um she's she's pretty good she's very helpful I also have a nineteen year old but he's <laughs> you know you know in his own world in his 19, own world he yeah. actually just joined the navy, so he's good for him um but my sixteen year old has been so amazing um she you know it's hard it's hard to see her little sister going through all of this, but just she just stepped up and like has been so helpful with everything. If we're if we're like, hey, we're gonna go to this J Fun dinner, she's like, Okay, I'll watch her, no problem, you know. <laughs> she's just she's just amazing.
3: You do what you have to do, you know. I think most people don't know what they're capable of doing in, in a situation like this. But uh, you know, here's the thing. You're you're going along life, you've got wonderful family, everything you probably think it's right on the, the track you want it to be on and you know, somebody seeing you in the grocery store—they never know what you're going through. Don't worry, she's great. No. I, we're, we're, that, that, you, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I just got the mom look. Like, all right, maybe get a little loud over there. No, it's totally fine. It's good, uh, if, yeah. if ever there's a day when it's totally fine, today is that day. Uh, but you know, my point being that we go around there but for the grace of God, you don't know who you're passing on the sidewalk, you don't know, what they're dealing with. And everyone's got their own things, and I get that, right? We all have financial hardships, and we're not saying that you have to do anything, but th- there are plenty of people out there that, hey, maybe you give up that extra round of golf, you give up going out, uh, getting fast food once a week, or whatever the case may be, and, and just, you know, put something aside um, and make that donation, hopefully an ongoing thing, but even anything one time, it's so important, even, even you know, ten dollars. Right, the yeah. the smallest thing it all adds up, and and what the J Fund has shown over the years is they turn around. There's almost no administrative costs. You know, it's one of the highest return on investment charities out there. Over ninety percent of every dollar goes right to families like your own. It's it's just an amazing thing.
5: Yeah, they're very wonderful.
3: Now that they're, they're stepping up, and uh, so hopefully, you know, this will have you back in future years going. Remember when? <laughs> that was a different time in our life right it's just an era in your life right now and uh, hopefully you can look back and and appreciate what the j fund did but not any longer need them that's obviously the the Absolutely. goal you know Absolutely. we we wish the best for you and uh for kyla and your entire family and uh you know i don't think it's easy i at least i couldn't imagine it's easy to come in here and talk about your you know your personal situation like that but some things are bigger than all of us. And we, you know, you guys blow me away the parents every single year that come oh, in and no. do this. Yeah. Uh, you I had love a that name, a, by the way, Kyla. A lot better than I do. How did
4: we land on Kyla?
5: Uh, just a name my husband and I both cool really name. like. Nice. Yep. Nice. Kyla Joe. Cool name.
3: <laughs> cool name. All right. Well, uh, again, in honor of uh, Amy and Kyla and many like them here on the first coast. Again, a hundred kids on average are receiving, yeah. just on the first coast, are receiving a diagnosis of some kind of cancer. Oh, gosh, she is. Kyle, yeah. Come here. Come here. Come <laughs> sit up on your mom's lap. Come sit up on your mom's lap. There's, see, See that little camera over there? Wave to that camera. Just My wave God, across yeah. the room right there. If you can't, if you're not. Watching this face and digging into your wallet right now, if you're on the YouTube chat, uh, mm. that's unbelievable. You're the cutest little girl I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> hey, thank you. We're, thank we're, you. You're welcome. <laughs> you're absolutely welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and uh, tell us, how how cool are your brother and sister? Are they pretty cool? Yeah,
1: but my sister's name's Sissy. Sissy.
3: Sissy? Well, that's a perfect name oh, for yeah. a sister. It's probably the best name for a sister, I would think. I bet she loves the heck out of you. And um, my
1: brother name's brother his name's brother your
3: parents are pretty smart i think they planned Uh ahead um thank you for visiting us today and thank you for bringing your mom with you and uh we all think you're amazing, and uh, we want the best for you. Say
1: thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, shit.
3: You can stay all day, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much, <laughs> and thank for you so for much. sharing a moment. Oh, you can hang out. It's all right. You don't need to go anywhere. What do you have to say? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <Okay>. ah. <laughs> all right. I don't even know what that's in reference to, but uh, you know what? I usually don't around these parts. Uh, that's hey, Kyla. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you, Kyle. All right. Thank you, Amy. We appreciate you as well. Amy, Amy's in wrangling mode right now, I think. So there you go. I mean, that's just uh, one example. And uh, you can sit up here. You can hang out as long as you like, Kyle. Anything else you want to tell Jacksonville? You're speaking to all of Jacksonville right now. Um,
0: no. No?
3: Uh, do you like the Jaguars? Are you a Jaguar um, fan? Yeah. All right. Oh, all right. man, I'm so glad I got a yes out of you on that one.
1: Your nose are in the pick.
3: My what? nose, something about picking my nose. I think yeah, that was probably. my my nose needs a good pick. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're probably um, right. You
1: are
3: pooper. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> I think I got called a pooper there. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. You know what? All of it's true, ladies and gentlemen. I'll okay. take it all. I like your bow, though. Oh yeah. Thank Very pretty. Very pretty. Um, I was gonna wear you're mine today. I'm just saying no. I, I, I'm saying yes over here. I'm saying a lot of things. All right, you're so the best. What?
1: Not again. go anywhere.
3: I don't know when. When, when are we going to go somewhere? <laughs> Ask your mom. Maybe she'll take you somewhere. I bet she will.
1: No, I don't need to. Okay.
4: All
3: right. <laughs> you. Tony, you're about to get replaced Apparently, now. Apparently,
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My
5: fault.
3: Oh, your foot—that's your foot—is high off the ground because you're in that high chair right now. You want to get a snack? No, I think I think we have a new job, Mom. We're gonna go to break right now. Okay? No, you're not going. Yeah. Oh, we have to. We have to. We have to go to break right now. But bye, 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 We appreciate you visiting with us. Come on, people. You may have already donated. Now you're gonna do it again. Okay? Because Kyle is awesome, and uh, so is. Kyla's mom, Amy, and the whole family. Again, acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to know those words. Those words shouldn't exist, but unfortunately they do. So if you're able to, if you have the means, and you're moved to do something for your neighbors here on the First Coast, 904 207 70-70, 70 70. Give a hundred dollars or more. Give whatever you can. Give a thousand dollars. Give ten thousand. Do what Duval Doom did and see if your employer will match it. He gave twelve hundred bucks nice. His employers matching a Twenty four hundred dollar donation coming in. Doom, you're the best. Awesome. Uh, you can text the word gold, G-O-A-L to two four three-seven. Go to tcjfund.org slash radiothon. There's so many ways to do it. We'll continue. If you miss the number, we'll repeat it frequently. You can. Uh, that's the one reason to call 641-1010 today to ask what the other number is. But it's 904-207-7070. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Tom McManus, uh, former teammate of Jay McGillis, who the J Fund was named in honor of, will join us coming up next to tell us about his experiences over the years with the J Fund and uh, why you should dig deep. And donate today on the 16th annual J Fund Radiothon. Thanks again to Kyla and Amy for brightening up the show today. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010 XL 92.5 FM. I'm Josh scoby on 1010 XL
0: 92.5 FM. This is the Tom Coughlin J Fund Radiothon. Call 207-7070 now.
5: So I take her to the emergency room and thinking that it's just a flare up, you know, her arthritis flare up and everything, and um there all day they were like we need to get more blood work we need to do some more tests okay later that evening they come in and um told me that my daughter has leukemia
0: oh
3: could you imagine don't want to no right but yeah. uh, unfortunately a lot of folks don't have to imagine they go through that uh every single year here on the first coast and uh it's truly i think a difficult thing to do and come in and talk about uh, your you know your child's medical issues and the impact that J-Fund's had on your family, but these families step up year after year. It tells you how important the J-Fund is to them. Uh, so, you know, somebody said, she got Kyla to do a, a Duval. <laughs> like, bro, I, I was so no. nervous she was going to yeah. say no when <laughs> I said, do you like the Jaguars? She's on a roll there. No, 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 no. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, let's. Let's. I felt like, yeah, let's quit while we're ahead. No doubt. And <laughs> let's get away with that. Uh, so thank you for them, uh, to visiting or uh, for visiting the studio, uh, both Amy and Kyla. Uh, let's welcome in our a good friend, Tom McManus right now on the all pro roofing phone lines. What's up, Tommy Mac. How are you?
1: Hey, good morning. How you guys doing, man? A great day.
3: It is a great day. Uh, Tom, it's really just, uh, we're looking back earlier. It started in 2008. We raised 18,000 and we thought we crushed it. Right. And then, right. And we did, right? And it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. And people, I mean, that's yeah. a lot of money. And I, I don't, you know, knock that now. But, I, I mean, you see some of the donations people are making. Our man Scoby called in with a $1,000 uh, donation. Duval Doom uh, donated 1200 bucks, and his employer matched that. Uh, so a $2,400 donation. I mean, it's just, we blow away. And, Tom, it's it's all the First Coast, man. It's not us. We're just the the... the can do it. The vehicle here for it. It's we got a lot of generous people living amongst us.
1: Hey, man! Just one of the, the another reason why I love living in Jacksonville. We are a caring and giving community. No matter what the cause, and of course the J Fund's a phenomenal cause. Uh, our our people, our our residents, and beyond, they step up uh, every time it seems, which is fantastic.
4: Tommy Mack, what can you tell us about the J and the J Fund Radiothon?
1: Oh man, I think of Jay often you know Jay uh, Jay uh, was a teammate of mine at Boston College. He was a strong safety for us. He started early in his career, I think as a red shirt freshman. Coughlin came in a couple years after that knew right away that he was his starting strong safety. Uh, Jay Jay did never 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 did anything wrong off the field. I mean I was kind of a degenerate to a certain degree. Uh, but Jay, Jay was not. He was a good egg, man. He went home a lot. He had a high school girlfriend that he, he loved dearly. He kind of a quiet kid. Just went about his business. His friends loved him. Uh, you know, and it was a shock when he got sick, fellas. I mean, it was a real, real shock. I think every one of us thought, like, anyone but Jay. Like, Jay does nothing wrong. He's always a good kid. You know, why would this happen uh, to Jay? You know, I'll never forget Stephen Marciano. Uh, saying about Jay's death now Stephen and Jay grew up together in Brockton very very good friends Steven's the uh, uh, the nephew of Rocky Marciano believe it or not true story mm-hmm. uh, but they were really good friends and I remember after Jay died Steven said you know what God needs Jay up in heaven more than he needs than we need Jay down here we we, we got to believe that and it, it it rings true you know I guess if if you believe, in the faith like I do. I know he's in a great place, and he is hes smiling down, man. Are you kidding me? What Tom Coffin has done in the honor of Jay McGillis and his family, and all because of what he witnessed, guys. You know, you hear about guys, well, what's your why? Why do you do it? Tom Coffin would say, because I saw the family go through what they went through when one of their children was diagnosed with leukemia. I saw how tough it was on them, not just financially, but emotionally, mentally, psychologically, all of these things. And that's where it all started from. From Jay McGillis' life, Jay McGillis' death, and Jay Jay McGillis's memory that lasts forever. And a lot of that is due to the Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame coach Tom Coffin and Kelly Coffin, and all the great staff at the Jay Fund. They do such great work. They help so many families, so many people. And I tell you what, man, I'm just honored to to say that Jay was my friend. He was my teammate. Him and my dad wore the same number in college, man, which is pretty cool. Number thirty-one, uh, uh, different eras, of course, but I'll never forget that either. But Jay, uh, Jay was just, just a great, great individual, and uh, to have his, uh, his, his memory, his legacy still alive today is just absolutely incredible, but very well deserved.
3: Yeah, Tommy. I mean, for I've never met him, obviously, but I've heard the many stories from yourself and others throughout the years, but. This is always a moment for me to, to highlight Tom Coughlin as well and how much let's appreciate him while he's still around. You know what I mean? I'm not rushing Coach off to the great beyond. You know what I mean? But All right. we, we, yeah. he won't be here forever. And let's appreciate what he has brought to the first coast. This is a guy, Tom, who just said, hey, if I ever am in a position to do something, I'm going to do it. And he didn't forget yeah. that. It's easy to, to do that in the moment and then just kind of forget it and go, well, now's the, not the right time. But he he took advantage of it immediately. And yeah. at, like you said, his entire family has poured. It's been a family passion event uh, for decades now. And uh, we're very lucky to have that here on the first coast.
1: Hey, listen, he helped. He helped put Jacksonville on the map with the success we had in the mid to late 90s on that football field. And then the J Fund started in 1996. I remember the very first one. Dan Marino was there. And I was like a little kid. I'm like, holy cow, Dan Marino's here. This is incredible. And uh, Teddy Johnson was there, the great linebacker from the uh, the Patriots. It was a small, gosh, I think it was at the, the uh, not the inning club, but the beach club or something like that out in Ponte Vedra, and And it's just grown tremendously. And how about this, too? So he, what he's done for the community on the field and off, and then he travels with it to New York. Not only does he become a you know, Super Bowl-winning coach in New York, but he also launches the J Fund up in that area as well and helping a ton of families in that area also with different you know, events and whatnot. But what he's done for the city of Jacksonville, what he's done for people uh, in their most timing, you know, just a tough, tough time in their life is, is truly remarkable.
4: Tommy Mack, the 2023 Jacksonville Jaguars doing their best to plant their own flag on this season this past Sunday with that win over in Houston. What was just your reaction coming out of that game?
1: I was jacked up. I mean, that was a big win. We needed that win. And, look, yeah, you know, you saw the stats. If they didn't win, they could still get there. But you had to get that bad taste out of your mouth, man. You had to get that stain off you because uh, the first game we know what happened. But, man, we came out. We took it to them. Uh, look, Houston's a good team. They're going to be a good team for a while. I think it's going to be a fun rivalry to watch with these two young QBs. But I thought the team played uh, very well overall. Things to clean up, no doubt, on both sides of the ball. But, man, you'll take that victory on the road against a division opponent and bring on the Bengals, baby, on Monday Night Football. I see this team going 9-3 and three and uh, sticking with, uh, with Baltimore for that top AFC seed until they meet. Uh, down there at the bank in a few weeks.
3: Yeah, I think we're all going to have the Jags going nine and three. Uh, Tom, I agree with you there. But just what what does playing on prime time? And, and, you know, the Thursday night is still prime time, but it's it's streamed. Yep. You know what I mean? Everyone seems to get one. It's kind of like the okay, we'll hand these out. But the Jags are going to be Monday and Sunday night football in the next three weeks. So, wh- what does that mean to a player to know that all your peers are watching and and yep. you're the only game in town?
1: Oh, it's fantastic! I mean, it's national TV. It's you want to be at your best. You got your old buddies from growing up, you know, from high school. Your, your high school coaches, college coaches, all your friends are all watching. They can't wait to see you. The, the only negative is it just takes forever for the game to get to get there. So you got to be careful. I tell you what, because I remember, I forget what what the first night game. That we played in was it Green Bay? Maybe that fourth game of the year was that a Sunday night fourth in the first season, 1995? Anyway, I just remember you can peak too early, like you can like play the game in your head, get so fired up that you can't wait to play, and then you believe it or not, come kickoff at eight o'clock, you're you're almost a little sleepy. You know what I mean? You're like you got to make sure that you you uh, definitely keep everything in perspective until you lead up to the game. But let me tell you something: when you're getting dressed in that locker room. And you know what's coming outside the in the, in those stands and on TV, uh, it's euphoric, guys. I, you can't even put it into words. It's it's absolutely euphoric. And and if you play a game uh, where you just play out of your mind and play a great game like Josh Allen did last week, I mean, it's just I mean, boom to the to the moon and beyond as far as uh, you know your emotions go and and all that. So it's it, it's a great. time. It's like a playoff game. It's like a playoff game, but. Obviously, a lot on the line, but not as much as a playoff game would be. But, yeah, man, it's it's absolutely fantastic.
4: I was watching on social media on Monday, Tommy, as you were re-watching the game and kind of going play-by-play and play the big moments yeah. in that game as they were going. I thought, you know, you mentioned Josh Allen there, too. Josh, obviously, having a big year, had a massive week this week, obviously, in Houston. Contract year, those kind of things come up for him all the time. We've been waiting for Josh Allen to look like this kind of player basically since his rookie year, right, when he had yeah. 10 and a half sacks. He's only the third player in Jaguars franchise history to have two double-digit sack seasons in a uniform here. You know, it's oh, wow. him and Calais Campbell out. and Tony Brackens. That's yeah. the list of guys that have had two double-digit sack seasons in Jacksonville. It's pretty incredible, but he is in the middle of a career kind of year for him.
1: You know, I think Josh, and I, I don't know him that well, really. I mean, personally, I don't know him hardly at all. But I'll tell you this, man, he worked on his craft. He's developed into a menace uh, in the opposing uh, offense's backfield. He's, geez, he's shown that he's worked on his craft to rush in the passer, the bend, when to go bull rush, when to go speed, when to set up your guy, when to launch yourself to get that QB and that ball dislodged. I can't say enough of great things about Josh Allen. And, guys, I know it's a contract year, but I don't feel like he's doing it just because it's a contract year. I I feel like he's doing it because he wants to prove that I'm one of the best edge rushers in the game, and the money will come, and we know it's going to and it should. But I really feel like, Josh, that's his whole MO. Like, man, I want to prove to everybody. You know, and people were, look, in our defense, including mine, there were games throughout those few years where he would not be – like, he didn't show up. He'd disappear. But not this year and not a lot of last year. I think this year he has just been outstanding. And I look forward to seeing – it's funny, someone on Twitter called me out because before the season, like, 25 sacks between Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. I'm like, you're crazy. not getting 25 sacks. <laughs> you, know, you, you just never know, man, with six games to go. I hope they get there, and I hope I'm proven wrong because that would be one of the great stories. Uh, for sure, in 2023.
3: Oh, it absolutely would be. Uh, Tommy, uh, now bring your hard hat Friday because Tony's uh, heading down to Miami, South Florida, so it's me and you, baby. It's uh, an old-school rumble (laughs) edition of Jaguars today.
1: Well, I hope we don't get an argument at the end of the show, Mike, where I storm off. Yeah, you (laughs) know,
3: you've done it before, Tom, (laughs) so why would I be surprised if you uh, do it again? Uh, One of of us telling Pockets about that uh, the other day. It's... (laughs) It's amazing. You never know. You better tune in you to find know. out. You, you never know. You need Do to tune Irishmen in. Irishmen
1: going at it. You never know. There, there right? is the potential for fireworks
3: <laughs> in that uh, mix, right there, Tommy. Oh, we appreciate sure. you stopping by. Have a good few days, and we'll look forward to catching up with you on Friday.
1: Um, so, hey guys, what's the what's the minimum we can give today? What is that, so I can be reminded?
3: Ten thousand dollars minimum. Ten
1: G, baby. <laughs> let's go.
0: Uh, you let's
3: go. can give let me get what? my
1: trust fund out.
3: You can give anything you like. Uh, is the bottom line, but we ask folks to give a hundred dollars in mm-hmm. in honor of the a hundred kids who, on uh, average annually, are diagnosed with cancer here on the first coast. Beautiful. So. All right,
1: listen, I'm gonna gi- I'm gonna give a hundred bucks. I'm gonna ask ten of our listeners to to match me if if they can. Uh, obviously, it's a you know time a time of year where uh, money can be tight for people, but I'm gonna give a hundred bucks and let's see if we'll get some people to match that as well
3: absolutely brother we appreciate you tommy uh then uh, we'll hold you to that 904-207-7070 is the number if you want to match tom McManus's hundred dollar donation he's challenging 10 of you to step up and do that 904-207-7070 or text the word gold g-o-a-l to 243-725 tom all the best thanks buddy i'll
1: see you friday fellas great job
3: there he goes tom McManus out the door uh somebody did Take advantage of that text number. Tony. Yes, they
4: did. Two four three seven two five. Just text the word "goal" and Bill Shields. He texted in with a donation of ten ten, one thousand and ten dollars. Yeah, you know what? We'll take
3: ten dollars and ten cents yeah. too, but we'd prefer the thousand and ten dollars. Thank you, Bill. Love Appreciate it, Bill. you. Awesome. Look, we we understand. We're you know we're asking for a lot. You know, um, like Tom McManus said, that every time of year can be a difficult time of year. Not everyone, you shouldn't feel bad if you're in the listening audience and you're not in a position to give. Just keep the J fund in mind. Maybe somewhere down the line you got an extra 20 bucks. You know, they take PayPal. They take everything. Yes, uh, they do. You know, so, um, you know, but we hope you certainly support uh, today and pool those resources. We've got some uh, matching donations throughout the course of the day so you can amplify your money, uh, double it. In the case of Doom, he went through his employer. We'll have some – Coming up uh, here with some of our great sponsors that uh, always assist with the J-Fund Radiothon. Again, the number 904-207-7070 at 7070 or text G-O-A-L, G-O-A-L to 243-725. John Ogier is going to join us from Jaguars.com And hour number two. We'll talk with another J-Fund family coming up as well as uh, we continue along. This is Jaguars Today's 16th annual J-Fund Radiothon on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
0: Tom Coughlin here, joining 1010XL for the J-Fun Radiothon. I'm asking you to be there for families tackling childhood cancer and give now. Call 207-7070. Thank you. Oh, yeah. oh noes! with Jaguars.com's John Osher. Brought to you by
6: Kingfish Pest Control. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: On 1010XL. Osher oh, said... I either get salt and pepper, or I'm not coming in. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, here he is. It's me. I'm totally you. Salt and pepper. It's all salt and pepper here, and so is John Osher. It's,
6: it's how I roll. When I walk out of here, I'll be listening to it in the car.
3: I know you will. Um, by the way, uh, we're over $130,000 on the day raised. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to Pet Paradise, who were matching all your donations for the last 30 minutes of the first hour of the show. Dandy uh, Foods doing the same now until 1130. so double the impact of your donation Danny's going to match uh, donations up to three thousand dollars in the next thirty minutes really the next twenty four minutes because they've already been doing it and uh, their donations continue to pour in so if you donate right now and you haven't before Danny's going to double that donation until they hit three grand uh, for the next thirty minutes and uh, Tom McManus uh, threw out a challenge that i'm going to donate a hundred bucks right now let's get ten people. Uh, to follow me and Justin, uh, stepped up, said challenge accepted. He donated a hundred and sixteen dollars just now. No, one up. Well, Tommy uh, Mac, it's the sixteenth annual, All right? That's what I'm guessing. He he went with, Um, uh, you know, which that's cool. great. Yeah, you know, um, Scobie gave a thousand earlier. You want to one up Scobie? Love to Fantastic. love to hear it. Doom Fantastic. gave twelve hundred and his employer matched it. Let's one up Doom. Let's keep it going. Uh, John, you've been a part of a number of these broadcasts with us as it's, yeah. you know, fallen over the years. Uh, just t- tell us a little, give us a inside look at Tom Coughlin, maybe a little story or anecdote that, uh, people would be unaware of.
6: Yeah. And, uh, I covered him for five or six years along with Pete Prisco, the times union. So I, w- I was witness to a lot of, uh, moments in their relationship, which are, uh fantastic, a lot of give and take. Um I think what I took away from Tom was the respect he had for people who worked hard. Uh and that sort of overrode a lot of other like media coach type stuff with mm-hmm. uh Pete and him and myself sometimes. Um probably the most amusing anecdote from Tom, uh '96 we show up back at OTA's and I was I was twenty-nine or thirty and in, in my Holding on to the last of my youth. Promise your life. So I showed up with a pathetic looking ponytail mm. um, and sort of hidden under a hat. You couldn't really see it from the front. So, of course, Prisco, hey, Tom, what do you think of your ponytail? Tom goes behind, looks at it. He comes back in front of me and he goes, <laughs> didn't particularly like yeah. a harumph. It, it, <laughs> it, it, was, it. It was one of those things, sort of classic, Tom, in the sense that liked to control his environment and uh, couldn't really control the media. But it, it was all in good fun. I mean, he's, uh wasn't given to friendly give and take, but I enjoyed four or five years of covering him. You can't help but come away with respect for the man as a coach and a person. Uh, tried his best to control the media, though. I mean, he, he couldn't. Sure. Oh, yeah. But, like,
3: you know, little, little. hey, uh, here's a little little box you've got to oh, stand no, yeah. in, no, and no, then yeah. we're going to practice two fields away. And
6: they were all Thomas. I mean, it, right. it, it was all uh, – I'm surprised he didn't have a ponytail section <laughs> on the side Well, it, it, at yeah, at some point. It, it would have been appropriate. I,
3: I would have thought, you know. the uh,
6: he didn't mean the hrump in this way, but it was well justified because it was a bad ponytail. Okay.
3: <laughs> had, it, had it been a better ponytail, maybe he would have let that No,
6: slide. a better ponytail he would have disliked just as much, but... It was bad. I got so. you.
3: It, so you were getting it, uh, it just work. for the fact you had a ponytail and the fact that it was a bad
6: one. I don't think he cared if it was bad or good. Getting I think it was just doubled. the fact that it existed All right. was enough for Tom. I uh, wanted to see him in
3: one. So uh, we've got a, another uh, special guest coming up here in a few minutes, and uh, we'll get back to the focus on uh, the J Fund Radiothon. And again, uh, we invite you to call today, 904-207-7070, or text the word GOAL, G-O-A-L, the two four three seven two five. But uh John, pretty good week, I would imagine, uh, for the spirits of Jaguar Nation down at Everbank.
6: Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff that fans aren't happy about. Uh and there's some some stuff that the team's not happy about. There's things that need to be worked on, but uh eight and three, go in there, win a division road game. Uh you know, the biggest division road win at this point in the season, uh, Maybe since the 90s. I mean, they haven't played in that many games where it's – they come in with a winning record, the other team comes in with a, win, with a winning record on the road, and you go win it. Uh, I, th- I think the last time they had a chance to do it was 2009 when they went to Indy with uh, sort of the division on the line in December and came back – oh, uh, 2010, I'm sorry. And uh, I lost up there. So I don't think you can take away – or I don't think you can overlook what a big moment that is mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Uh Really good road team, figures out a way to win games, and, uh, you know, two games up, and now you're looking at seeding rather than uh, necessarily, you know, clenching your fist uh, about the division. You still have to go clinch the division, but you feel like you ought to do it, and now you start thinking about playoff seeding. Yeah, I mean,
4: they've split the series now with Houston the last two years, and you look at the four years before that, they got swept. Yeah. Right by Houston. This is not a rivalry where they've held their end of the rope much at all. You know, since the Texans came into the league, this was a big moment for them to finally pick up that end of the rope and pull, right? Like, this is the biggest matchup the two have ever had. Yeah. They win the game, they take back control of controlling their destiny within the AFC South. Have you had a chance to get in the locker room and get a feel for how the team feels going into? Look, last week was a big game. Monday night is a big deal. And what exactly kind of impact that's having on the locker room at this point? Yeah,
6: not really because players have been off and uh, they'll come back in tomorrow. Uh, and the aftermath of Sunday was still very much uh, Texans focused. I would expect the messaging to be, and the and the conversation and Doug Peterson's focus, look, um, this is a potential trap now because you're without Burrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the tendency would be to look at it and say, "Well, you know, we just beat the Texans. The Bengals aren't the Bengals without Burrow. It's Monday night. Uh, I think it's a, it's clearly an opportunity for this team to go show the nation that they're not what they were against San Francisco. But this is still a Bengals team that has players that played in two straight championship games. Uh, they played the Steelers tough. Uh, they've got to avoid." Uh, a non-Borough letdown, if you will, I yeah. think, and I expect that to be the thing. And it's got to be
4: the veterans on that team feel it, right? Their backs are against the wall. They're not done in the playoff right. push yet, right? But this would be a big moment for them to say, yes, we're still in the playoff conversation. If they lose this week big especially, then maybe it becomes, all right,
6: we'll play off the string till the end of the year. It's yeah, and you guys have happen. been uh, following the NFL as long as I have. Uh, uh, late in the season, teams like this that are sort of beaten up, and have their playoff hopes. Realistically, the Bengals are probably not going to make the playoffs, uh, having to win as much consistently over over six, seven games. But teams like this that are proud teams that have been there before, late in the season, they're going to get a couple like this because they're going to keep fighting. Uh, They're not going to be a team that quits and gives up on the coach, blah, blah, blah. So you don't want to be one of those two or three that they get in this situation. I think that's the danger for the Jaguars.
3: All right, more on the Jags from Johnny O going forward here in this hour. But, uh, you know, the J Fund's not going to quit on the first coast either. And neither are you out there in the listening audience. Just got a $1,010 donation from Josh Whalen. So, Yo, Josh? Uh, I'm sorry, John. I can't read. Uh, and it, John. Clearly written <laughs> handwriting here. J-O-H-N. Still pronounced John as far as uh, most uh-huh. people uh, believe. Thank you, John Whalen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, there's a Josh out there that feels inspired to donate anything, we'd love to have you as well. But uh, again, Dandy Foods matching that donation. So it's a good time to make it. Take advantage of the next 17 minutes. They'll match your donations up until 1130 this morning. I'm going to go down the hall and make one of my own as we head to break here we'll in just a moment. We'll hear from
4: Josh next.
3: Uh, we will be, See, may- maybe that's where my head was, Tony. I'm going to blame it on the fact that our next guest's name is Josh. Uh, it's certainly, he's at no fault, uh, in this situation, but I clearly am. Uh, but that's okay. You know what, if that, the worst thing I do today is mispronounce a name and correct it, uh, then we're in good shape, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know what, we're here to thank you, the listeners, thank the J fund and hopefully get to a day one day when they're not needed, but they are right now. So take advantage. Of uh, Dandy Foods matching your donation up until 11.30 for the next 15 minutes or so by calling 904-207-7070. That's 7070, or text the word goal, G-O-A-L to 243-725. And uh, do what you can. Ten bucks, appreciate it. Fifty dollars, appreciate it. A hundred dollars, appreciate it. A hundred dollars represents a dollar for every child with that diagnosis of a childhood cancer annually here on the first coast. Way, way too many. Uh, If you want to go above and beyond, go do that $1,010. You can go beyond that. You can give anything you can, and it will be all put to good use, and all those monies, all those dollars, every single one stays right here on the First Coast helping families in need. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, John Osher, and Dylan Denmark back with more J-Fund special guests when we return in a moment. This is Jaguars Today, 16th annual J-Fund Radiothon on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
1: Hi there, this is Chris Berman from ESPN, and I choose to be there for the Tom Coughlin J-Fund because money goes to those who need it most,
0: families. They need emotional help, financial help, and the J-Fund is there. You can be too. Call 207-7070. Now, attention. NXL xl J-Fund Challenge Match. e-file.com is proud to help the Tom Coughlin J-Fund help local families tackle childhood cancer on 1010XL. e-file.com, the income tax software company, helps taxpayers file income taxes faster, easier, and more accurately. e-file.com will match your gift up to $3,000 for the first 30 minutes of this hour. To double your gift, call 207-7070 now. All
3: right, Jaguars today rolling on with the 16th annual J-Fund Radiothon. Uh, John Osier appearing courtesy of Kingfish Pest Control. E-Files, the one matching your funds right now. Your donations up until 1130. Daniel Match from 1130 to noon. Bottom line, is, has got a lot of great sponsors that are stepping up to match uh, your funds. I just made my donation down the hall, so I doubled my impact. And we hope you're going to take advantage of that as well at 904-207-7070. Um, just got summoned down the hole. Pockets needs you. <laughs> <laughs> Do I miss the, the the mark coming out of the break, Tony? I'm mm-hmm. usually here. You're right? here. I'm usually You're a professional
5: here.
6: Professional broadcasters.
3: Thank you. Says. I'd like to. I'd like to uh, agree with that. I know um, you got
5: carried away in conversation.
3: I, I may have absconded with a, a cupcake from Sinati's, Oh, you know, because like, they were down the hall, and uh-huh. for my wife. It's okay, all uh-huh. right? and Awaken 180. I'm not, need, I'm not cheating on
4: you. You need information on where that might be. They're right down the yeah. hall in the kitchen. <laughs> so,
3: you know, take advantage. Uh, they're down there. We always uh, have a lot of folks uh, pitching in with the J-Fund Radiothon. They're mostly for the people who are manning the phone. For sure. But my wife <laughs> might want a cupcake, too, so <laughs> <laughs> I got that. We got Josh here with us. Uh, a young man uh, who's going to tell you his story. Uh, Josh, first of all, uh, welcome. How are you?
7: I'm good. How are you? Uh,
3: Very well. I I heard something as I was walking down the hall about how you're doing like voiceover work for the J Fund, stuff like that, right? Um, How did that all come about?
7: So um, I was very, very grateful to have an opportunity when I was originally going through cancer. I met the J Fund, and I've, I've worked with plenty of other organizations, but They've just been absolutely amazing, and they offered me an opportunity to do some work with them. And they were astounded by everything that I did, and they wanted me to come back and do some voiceover work. And I did, and I blew it out of the water, per usual. And this guy, and um, <laughs> yeah, so now I get to work with them a lot more. And... You
4: know, we already had little Kyla trying right. to take my job. Right. <laughs> Apparently, this is the, were, the
7: seat here you're sitting today. Yeah. This is my chair, Josh. <laughs> That's Tony's. That's
3: Osier's, all right. You can have that one, but don't get designs on this one. Over, <laughs> I'm here. easy to knock out. Of <laughs> <laughs> no, in all in all seriousness, man, um, you're diagnosed with leukemia in 2018, right? Yes. And so, I, I mean, you know, we just had Kyla in, who's three. I mean, this is the J Fund steps up and helps families of kids of all ages, right? So, just kind of take us through what were you going through that it prompted you to get checked out, and how did it come that you came across this diagnosis, and, and what must have been going through your mind at that time?
7: So October of 2018, I was I had flu-like symptoms. I was just sick, didn't feel good, I was really jaundiced, couldn't get out of bed, was throwing up, couldn't keep any water down, couldn't keep any food down. So we brought me to the hospital, actually we went to the pediatricians first, and they at first they did all the tests, the normal, you know, flu, strep, COVID, all that, told me it was good, everything was fine. They said, don't really worry about it. You know, go home with some antibiotics, take them, and we'll see how it progresses. Over the course of a few days, it got worse and worse. And we finally, my mom's motherly instinct kinked off. And she was like, all right, this is, there's something wrong with you. Like, we need to get you back to the hospital. We went to the hospital. They took some blood. And they at first, they were like, you know, your white blood cells are off a little bit. So it could just be the system. So we don't want to freak you out too much. Don't really worry about it. We go home, and within, like, two hours, they're calling us, like, you need to get your son to the hospital immediately, and we're all in the blind at this point. We have no clue. They didn't really give us any, you know, it could be this, it could be that. They kind of just told us, like, it's important that he gets to the hospital right now. We finally get to the hospital. We went down to Wolfson's, and they couldn't get an IV in me at first because I was severely dehydrated. They finally get the IV in, and they put us on the cancer floor. And throughout our the whole experience, they're telling us, you know, it's precautionary, it's precautionary, you know, don't really stress it too much. And they came in the next morning and they grabbed my mom and my dad and they walked out of the room and I, I don't know, something told me that something was wrong. You know, typically they tell you right there, you know, what's wrong with you and just the fact that they needed to be so secretive about mm-hmm. it. I was like, you know, there's there's something wrong and you know your body better than anyone. So I knew, you know... I've had the flu before, I, you know, we've all had the flu before. You know how that feels. And it was like the flu times 10. So my mom comes in, and I can see she's really distraught in her face. And I told her, I said, listen, just just tell me what's up. Like, I can't, I need to know what's wrong with me because I know it's not normal, and I need to know what's up. And she told me, and that was the day that my fight began. How did you hear about
4: the J Fund, and what have they done to help you and your family through?
7: So we actually got introduced with the J-Fund through another family They're, you know, when you're originally diagnosed with cancer, you're battling your own battle. So you don't really want to reach out to other people and you kind of just get confined in this space of, you know, I'm going through my own thing. And you don't really think about the fact that, you know, other people are going through the same thing that you're going through. They may be battling it in a different way, but they are going through the same, you know, cancer diagnosis. So we were introduced from another family and then we got, um, we got linked with them and I started talking to them. And that's, that's truly where everything began. And now I'm here. So, well, how are you? I'm, I'm amazing.
3: Yeah. I mean, everything. Are you like, what, what's the state of your health if you're willing to share that with us? So,
7: words? as of February of 2021, I am two and a half years done with cancer treatment. Awesome. <laughs> and in February, that'll mark my third year. That is awesome. And nice. by the way,
3: I didn't mean to suggest you weren't awesome. You know, that, <laughs> and we just we want to know, you know, and probably should have been the lead-off question, like kind of, uh, you know, how's your health doing? So, so give us some examples of how, you know, the J-Fund doesn't cure cancer, right? But they they do... A lot of things that, like you said, you don't, you wouldn't have thought about other people going through the same thing. You probably also wouldn't have thought about all the different impacts it would have on your life. So what are some of the areas the J-Fund helped you out with?
7: You know, when you first get diagnosed with cancer, no parent wants to worry about, you know, whether they're going to be able to pay off, you know, for food, whether they're going to pay off for car insurance, mortgage, all that stuff. And thankfully to them, you know, you don't see all that stuff that truly goes on behind the scenes, but they... Are absolutely amazing. I remember going through my steroid weeks and wanting to eat constantly and my mom was able to keep the the food pantry stocked thanks to them and I think one of the most important things for me was their chat events that they host. Their events for teens who have either battled cancer or you know are struggling with their own things. They can all come in and we can all kind of just talk to each other and get to know each other and I think for me, that was the biggest impact, finally, knowing that there were other kids out there just like me going through their own battle and that I can talk to them and kind of they can walk me through the steps of what I'm going to go through. And, you know, now that I'm done with cancer, I get to be that kid that looks to the kids going through cancer and kind of walk them through their journey and tell them the we what they're going to be facing. Josh, you're obviously comfortable in front of the microphone, man. It's awesome. But what else are you into? Just what do you enjoy doing? Um... I feel like typically a lot of people, you know, like gaming. I love gaming a lot. Um, what do you play? I play, oh, God, what do I play? <laughs> Val- I love Valorant right now. Okay. Um, For the King is a game that me and my sister's <laughs> fiancé have been playing. All right. It's amazing. And then, um, I don't know, just stuff like that. All right, cool.
3: So what's the, what's the plan for you uh, going forward uh, the, for the next few years? Where do you see yourself?
7: So after I graduate from high school, I have a few opportunities, but I'm – Right now, looking into a nursing program, I'm going to go to UNF. Okay. And um, I want to get into pediatric oncology. So I just have to get that going. And, you know, well, was
3: this even on your radar at all before your own personal experience? At
7: first, no. Yeah. At first, I didn't really think about becoming a nurse. But once I went through cancer and I, you know, started thinking about the big impact that I can make going back to kids first getting that diagnosed with cancer, you know, me being a cancer survivor, I can kind of, they can kind of look up to me sure. and I can kind of walk them through what it, pay it back, pay it forward. Yes, right. 100%. I mean, th-
3: that is uh, amazing. And uh, we heard a story this morning on the drill about uh, a young survivor who was six when they yep. went through it all here locally in Jacksonville were cured, you know, came out and now they're into oncology and that person has become a doctor and is working with the physician who was their primary attending physician when yeah. they were six years old? I mean, it's wow. just uh, it really is an amazing thing. You, you hope that that is never needed at one point, but it is right now. So, just if you could, in your own words, and I know you've done that very well to this point, but if you could one more time, just tell the folks who are listening right now why it's important to them. They they hear these pitches every single year. You know, I gave last year. Why should I give this year? How would you answer that? Why should Why is it important for people to be able to step up and contribute?
7: You know, I think the most shocking thing is when people start to learn the statistics of cancer and you look at childhood cancer only gets 5% funding. Mm. So that other 95% funding is going towards adult cancers. But, you know, at the end of the day, what parent wants to bury their child before their child is burying them? None. That's how I look at it. Yeah, That's exactly how I look at it. And that's why it's so important for us to have organizations like this that are collecting money because no... Like I said, no family wants to sit there and worry about having to financially support that child, especially when they're going through such a traumatic time. In my experience, my mom had to stay with me in the hospital and my dad was working. So that's – think about that. That's a single income that's coming in on the family. That's paying for food. That's paying for car. That's gas for them to come back and forth and get me food. That's gas for them to bring me back and forth to appointments, and it gets really expensive, so – I'm very, very, very grateful to have organizations like the J Fund, and I'm so excited to get to work with them a lot longer than I can. That's awesome! So
3: many people who've benefited from the J Fund want to be a part of the organization going forward, and it tells you—I mean—they are just everything they claim to be, right? There's no hidden agendas, there's no misappropriation of funds, and all these different things you hear uh, about—they do just amazing work. Josh, we're so happy for you uh, that everything looks good. You know, knock on wood, and let's let that continue and. Um, you know, again, nursing oncology come for Beef's job, right? Nurse Beef. I don't know if you know who Beef is. Beef used to be our morning producer. Went into nursing. Tony and I like our job, uh-huh. so we we appreciate your your voice work. All that's very impressive, but absolutely you know, leave yeah. a little something for the rest of us here. But in all in all seriousness, we appreciate you. Yeah, I I don't think it's easy. Maybe it is. You're you're very polished. You probably told your own story many times, but it's still impactful. And uh, we we thank you for sharing that. And I know. The J Fund and all the other families that you're representing feel the same way. So, thanks for coming in today.
7: Of course. Thank you so much.
3: Awesome. Uh, there you go. Uh, be inspired by Josh. Be inspired by Josh's family. Be inspired by the story. Be inspired by the J Fund. Be inspired by your fellow 1010XL listeners, your neighbors, your, your fellow residents of the First Coast that are stepping up and donating money as they do every single year. Our goal today is to raise over $200,000. I have no doubt that will meet and exceed that, but it does. Take you. It doesn't just happen. You still have to pick up the phone and call. So please do as uh, we are uh, going through now. Dandy kicking in their matching funds. But we've had matching funds really for the last hour going on. So you can double your impact right now if you call 904-207-7070 or text the word GOL, G-O-A-L to 243-725. We'll come back with some uh, final thoughts from our portion of the J-Fund Radiothon. Uh, We thank Josh for stopping by. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, John Osier, and Dylan Denmark here with you. Keep it right here all day long as we continue to support those folks uh, who need a little help right here on the first coast. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Hey, folks, Mike Dempsey for Awaken 180 Weight Loss. I am a success story with Awaken 180. Look, I've been able to lose weight in the past. But the trick is keeping that weight off. That's the promise with Awaken 180. You can keep it off, and once you hit your goal weight, you're going to get free support for life. I'm well in the support phase of my weight loss journey. I lost 25 pounds in the blink of an eye back in September. It was the last 25 I needed to go to hit my goal weight now for the last two months i fluctuated a pound or two either way, but really haven't put it back on any weight, and that's making it through the Thanksgiving holidays because I had a plan with my Awaken 180 coach, and look, it's a program for real-life situations. You're thinking, I'm going to wait till after the holidays. No. You know what? Temper it through the holidays. Don't put on all that weight. Go with Awaken 180. They're made for real life. Trust me. Call them. You're going to be blown away by the support they can give you at 844-346-1800. That's 844 844- 346 1800 Awaken 180 Weight Loss. They've changed my life. They can do the same for you. If you've been trying to drop those 20, 50, 100 pounds, whatever it is, 844 346 1800 and keep them off. Go online to awaken180weightloss.com.
0: I'm Fred Taylor from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this is the Tom Coughlin J Fund Radio Thun on 1010XL. Call 207 7070 now.
7: I've had the flu before. You know, we've all had the flu before. You know how that feels. And It was like the flu times 10. So my mom comes in, and I can see she's really distraught in her face. And I told her, I said, listen, just just tell me what's up. Like, I can't, I need to know what's wrong with me because I know it's not normal, and I need to know what's up. And she told me, and that was the day that my fight began. Man, I tell
3: you, um, again, tough, tough, tough people. Impressive. That's a good word for it, John. Uh, That was Josh, our guest here a few moments ago, only 17 years old, and... Been dealing with this since uh, they were 12, really. And, uh, you know, I mean, 12, 3, it's it's too young. Mm -hmm. It's too young. uh, But uh, these folks deal with it a lot better than I could imagine myself dealing with it. So uh, kudos and hats off to them. But, again, hats off to the J Fund for helping all these folks here on the First Coast. That's what today is about, is helping out uh, your – your fellow citizen here on the first coast. That's really what it's about. You know, it could be the person living next door, could be a family member, might be you one day that needs it. And trust me, the J Fund will be there whether you've donated in the past or not. But you know, maybe just kind of Yeah. Just build a little good karmic goodwill and and hopefully it doesn't come your way and you won't need that coming back
4: around. It's incredible how often we hear the stories from these families every year when we're doing this. Right. And you hear a story like we just heard from Josh going to his mom and saying, just tell me what's going on. Right. I know something's wrong. I can handle whatever it is. You just got to tell me what's going on. And him being the strong one in that moment. And how often we hear about the kids being the ones helping the parents through it, just with how strong they are in the moment Kids are with whatever it's going like. It's it's incredible. You know, the strength that they have and uh, for the J fund to have the opportunity to stand in there and fill the gaps that are going on you know, that are created Just by awesome. that kind of diagnosis. It's unbelievable, and you get to be a part of that today.
3: All right, uh, under the category trust but verify, right? it used to be the old <laughs> one, nuclear sure. thing, right? Make sure you know where the cupcakes are coming from, <laughs> okay? okay? Small Cakes <laughs> has brought the cupcakes today, despite the bad intel I was given wow. down the hallway. The cupcakes are phenomenal, and we thank Small Cakes for providing okay. them here. I'm also told uh, there's some Taco Lou, down the hall, but mm. I haven't confirmed that either. So here I am just running <laughs> off at the mouth once again, uh, Tony. Uh, and let's see, um, in the uh, last hour or so, we had Pet Paradise stepping up, matching donations in the first hour of the program. eFile did it in the first half hour of the 11 o'clock hour, of which we're still uh, not done with yet. But eFile uh, helped us raise over $6,400 in the first 30 minutes of the hour. Uh, so that is just phenomenal. Dandy Foods is doing it right now, matching your donation. So please do take advantage uh, at 904-207-7070. like to uh, give a couple of shout-outs. One, Anonymous. That's mm-hmm. fantastic, Anonymous. Yeah. Appreciate you, uh, whoever that happens to be. Oh, I can actually read the name, uh, but they crossed it out. But I won't say it because you wished <laughs> to be Anonymous. Yes. $1,010 there. Awesome. And uh, Fred Wilson thousand and ten dollars right there. Uh, And those are funds that'll get matched and doubled. And that is just incredibly awesome Mm -hmm. uh right now. All right. So uh we again we're gonna be doing this all day. We'll continue to get this number out. Uh it's the one day of the year where we really ask you to step up and, and maybe give till it hurts a little bit. Put something aside, you know, whatever that happens to be, have one less outing of Whatever that is for myself, that could be a round of golf. It could be a dinner for you. It could be, I, I don't know what it could be. Picking cutting up a, a, cutting late, a streaming service. Cutting Walmart. that streaming service. Picking up the latest video game. Whatever it is, you know, put something off and know that that money is going to be uh, directly given here. I should just make another donation based on all the money I'm wasting on streaming services alone. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, man. I got them all. There's a bunch. I do have them all uh, right now. All right. So, uh, John, let's talk a little Jags before we uh, get out of here. This is Jaguars Today. As much as we appreciate the J-Fun, want to uh, pay off the Jaguar listening audience a bit here. Um, I continue to be concerned. I'm happy with the wins. Don't get me wrong. And if they, they can win the Super Bowl ugly, I'll be delighted. Right? I don't care if they win sure. the Super Bowl, you know, 11 to 10, whatever. Uh, you know, uh, doesn't matter. But in the meantime, projecting how far they can go. One of the concerns is this running game's not very efficient right now. right? Six weeks in a row, Travis Etienne's under four yards of carry. Uh, You just shuffled the offensive line due to injury to Cam Robinson, who's going to be out at least four weeks, possibly a little bit longer. Um, Is there hope in your mind that this running game gets more efficient?
6: Yeah, there's hope because often offensive line, especially in the run, if they can get some continuity, that can – that can help that. Uh, I, I'd say also the hope is that Doug and Press both seem very committed to trying to stick with it. And if you stick with it, then that continuity can come and you can sort of will your way to some stuff. Uh, to me, I, I'm with you. Right now, that to me feels like you know the key that could unlock the efficiency that everybody's waiting for and wanted. You get inside the 20s, and frankly, in some games, even the other day, they're on the two, and it feels like a long two with this team. You know, just thinking, boy, and when that feels that way, everything else in the red zone becomes more difficult. Um, I think the hope is they're going to stick with it. They're going to keep trying it. At Ezra Cleveland seemed to have done a nice job uh, the other day, so maybe that helps them with a little push on the interior. But in, interior push – I don't want to call it an Achilles heel because they're winning. But, boy, if they could will their way into the end zone inside the 10-yard line uh, consistently, wouldn't that make you feel so much better? How many points, how many, how many situations that would help? I think that's got to be the focus for the next couple of weeks. They are, as we just discussed, they're not efficient in the run
4: game right now but they're getting big chunk plays the last couple of weeks out of the pass game. Right. How is the lack of a run game not affecting their ability to still get those big plays out of the pass game right now?
6: Well, I think part of it is they have shown the willingness to stick with it. So uh, when I'm in Indy, uh, Peyton Manning always used to talk about the run game isn't necessarily – all-important, it's the other team believing that you believe in the run game. The threat of the run is very important to open up the passing game. I think that's why they stick with it early. That's There was some clunkiness offensively early because they were running on early downs uh, because they want the other team to believe they're going to stick with it. It, it. And they will, so that's why it's not affecting it. And the skill guys and Trevor are playing well have been able to overcome the lack of effectiveness lack of effectiveness early. What are you gonna do with the Sunday off? Uh probably try to watch a little ball, but probably shop, unfortunately. Mm. Just because <laughs> this is really the you know, Saturday we're working and you're sort of I'm sort of running out of home Saturdays yeah. to shop. So uh might try to get it uh, done online this week so I don't have to go shopping. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) It's the old guy 2023 way of doing
3: things. Nothing wrong with that. All right, hang in there, John. We'll get some final thoughts from you coming up in a moment as we continue along. The uh, 16th annual J-Fund Radiothon. Again, thanks to our guests for joining us in studio. But right
0: now, we're going to get joined by a member of XL Primetime. Now, the 2-Minute Drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Now, Josie, I, I trust you were just texting the word GOAL to
3: 243725 a moment ago. You, so. you
2: know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to line <laughs> up the, uh, the, the, the pyramid of contribution in the noon hour. So we can try and take over Jaguars today. Hey, you That's uh, what I'm you know trying to do.
3: Uh, I I have no issue with you guys overtaking us because yeah. uh, in in the end, I don't care who raises the it doesn't most money. Doesn't matter. As long as uh, the, listen, the, the the drill. They want it. They they
2: try and control those whole
3: bragging rights. You know, you guys are selfless people. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll find out if we you know, can at least. If I were the drill, I would have taken the money that went into the trophy and donated it to the J Fund. But yeah. it's important <laughs> yeah. to them to have that tangible thing that yeah. that you know could have gone to benefit folks on the first cut I just I don't know how that, I feel about that
2: yeah I just couldn't believe the ozone said that he was shopping for all of us this weekend I thought that was pretty nice he it really the is that yeah, nice yeah. he told you to
3: cover your ears he <laughs> <laughs> <big that> <laughs> you gave that away uh Joey obviously uh j fund radio day it's a it's a huge day for us yeah. and just looking back man and we, we were blown away the first year and we raised 18 grand we're like oh, oh man this is unbelievable well now it's well over 10 times that on yeah. an annual basis. Yeah, And
2: you said you, you and the key thing you said was, I don't doubt that we'll go over 200,000, but it doesn't happen by itself. It happens with people reaching out and doing what they can. And we all know the enormity of everything, cost of living and everything. But the stories that are told, if they do move you and you can help, then you should. And and that is the best way to do uh, something in your community that you know Heavily impacts your community, and every dollar stays in your
3: community. Imagine if you could, you know, you were got this diagnosis, and, and, oh. and you're like, man, if I could, if I could make a donation, I, I'd, how much better would I feel if I could not have this and then just make a donation, right? And we'll feel that way today. Uh, that hopefully your family is cancer free, and hopefully it will remain that way. And uh, making a donation is no guarantee of anything, but you know, just do what you can to try to put yourself in somebody else's place. Uh, for a few minutes and imagine what that would be like and and look we understand not everyone's in a position to do it you shouldn't feel bad if you can't but if you can we appreciate it greatly that's that's the real message and we appreciate the many years you've done this we appreciate the tom coughlin J fund for what they do and uh, all these folks are willing to share their stories they're the real heroes in this situation
2: just just imagine you know piloting it uh without anybody else's help having to uh endure the enormity of it and that's what the J Fund has provided, at least in my eyes, to so many families, is that they are there for people that, honestly, it's hurled at you, and you don't know what to do, and they do. All right, so uh,
3: I'm sorry, raising yeah. money today. Uh, yeah. What Anything else you want to mention? Well, no,
2: no, we'll be doing that as much as we can. Um, we always like to tell the story of Jay McGillis. We think it's important for people who may not know. Pete Mitchell will join us in the noon hour. We'll definitely have all sorts of other things that will be going on. Uh but uh yeah, that's gonna be our main focus just like it has been for you guys and for the station.
3: All right, Joey how, kick butt for the next three hours. Sounds good. Raise a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. There On you three. go. <laughs> Joe C. Uh, do, well, I didn't know what we were going for. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh let's see. Uh John, uh for you again, a little a little different schedule. So yeah. maybe catch John out at the mall uh this weekend. Uh maybe
6: Sunday. But Saturday's a wor- I mean, it it sort of pushes your work week back to where Saturday's a uh
3: Talking to Doug Day. So what do you got coming up uh, at Jaguars.com that folks can look forward to? Uh,
6: the, our our broadcast schedule remains the same, so we'll still be doing the Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. Uh, I'm hoping to talk to Devin Lloyd on the Ozone podcast this week. We'll see if it comes up. All right. Uh, John, we'll talk to you next Monday How about that. That's right. That's yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Monday Night Football, baby. Uh, Osier-free weekend for all of us. <laughs> yeah. It's not the worst thing
3: either. All right, uh, John. I could pre- use one of those. Appreciate you swinging in and uh, lending your support. Uh, to the J-Fund Radiothon as well. Uh, Again, thanks to Amy and Kyla, who joined us in the first hour, told us Kyla's story, uh, only three years old. Man, again, just doing uh, amazingly well. And Josh in hour number two, uh, speaking for themselves there, was uh, equally impressive. And you'll hear more. Tommy Mack chiming in, of course, Osh, and uh, all throughout the day. We cannot thank you enough uh, for what you've already done and what you continue to do every single year, and let's all hope we get to the point where the J fund is unnecessary. But until that time, thank you for contributing. For Tony Smith and Dylan Denmark, John Osier, I'm Mike Dempsey. We'll be back tomorrow uh, with more mundane things like the breakfast bowl. You got that, Pockets? Got that? I hope so. so. You good, man? You know, if you had won, you would have had a little bit more money to yeah. get to the J fund Hey, this week, Luckily,
5: but. I put a little cash on the Jags Sunday. Oh! And I got <laughs> that money back. That's my so man.
3: We, we Gucci, man. That's the breakfast fund <laughs> yeah. is what that is. I like it. All right, so uh, Mike DeRocco will be in with us tomorrow. That'll do it for us. Stick around. XL Primetime picks up the torch and carries it for the next three hours straight ahead on 1010XL 92.5 FM.